swordfish and delicious rum punch, plus the choice of a private island. Welcome to episode four of Travels with May. Hello, I'm May Swan Easton, and in this episode, our destination is the beautiful island of Antigua. Now keep listening, because I'll be telling you how you can download a free fact sheet on the island. But let's get straight into the conversation I had with Joel O'Henry, who is Manager of Marketing and Business Development at Antigua and Barbuda Tourism Authority. And over the next 40 minutes, you'll hear about the real Antigua, with facts only a local would know, from travelling to eating to shopping. Welcome, Joel. Thank you, May, and it's nice <laughs> to be here with you. First of all, can you tell us a little bit about the history um, of Antigua, Joel? Yes, Antigua was actually a former British colony, and even when you travel to Antigua today, you see lots of those remnants around trigger mills and the UNESCO World Heritage Site in the dockyard. And it's an English-speaking Caribbean island that basically built its economy on tourism. You know, it's only 11 miles long, so it's quite easy to get around. And people love it because of its easiness to navigate and the culture and the food. But it has a rich, rich history. You know, all the colonialism is still around. They're turned into restaurants and hotels today. So customers who are coming to Antigua will actually enjoy that sort of really authentic experience of being not only on an island, but also an island with significance and have some sort of connection to it. So what's the best time to visit Antigua, would you say? We say we are all year round, you know, luckily for us, the temperature remains consistent. So it's always above 26 degrees. Don't have to bring your cardigans with you, regardless of when you come. Uh, but the peak rainy month is usually September, but we call it liquid sunshine because it's like having a hot bath in the sea when you're there in the morning. But people come for various events as well. So if you come in the summer, that's when our carnival is. If you come in December, we got our boat show into April, which we got our sailing regatta. So it all depends on what events, what's like Activities are happening throughout the year. There's always something happening, regardless of when you come to Antigua. The beach will always be blue and the sand will always be white. And are you affected by the hurricanes in the Caribbean? The Caribbean is part of the hurricane belt. So the last major hurricane in Antigua was over 10 years ago and in Barbuda just about three to four years ago. So it's just one of those things, but we're very resilient. We bounce back really quickly. And, you know, the infrastructure's in place in the hotels, in the homes, um, to deal with this sort of national crisis if it does happen. But it's very isolated. And Antigua and Barbuda, as well as the rest of the Caribbean, you know, this is not a new thing. And we have always survived and come out stronger than ever. Um, and what's the average time people stay in Antigua for? Well, normally it's two weeks. We've seen a lot of long stays and people like that because they can also discover our sister island, Barbuda. So it gives you a really good time. We said two for the price of one. So instead of rushing out for a short weekend, you can actually come and have a really relaxing time and you actually feel like you've left the country. You know, your friends miss you at home and you come out here for 10 to two weeks. That's normally the length of time people travel to Antigua and Barbuda. And how would you get to Barbuda? So Barbuda is a little gem. It's almost like a secret. It's like you, you don't see it advertised anywhere, you know. So once you get to go there, you almost have like a bonus points because it's like, wow, you've ticked an island off that many people, many of your friends and family probably would have never been. So Barbuda has a commercial flight. These operators from the Antigua airport straight to the Barbuda Strip. And because you're going from a country 
to another country that is classed as one country. There is no sort of border controls. You literally just walk off the plane and straight onto the beach. You can even take the ferries. So the ferries where the locals use to go over to work and back and forth. And that is very affordable. And at least from the city of St. John's. And there's actually an excursion called Tropical Adventures who do like a day trip catamaran to Barbuda. So if you want to have like an itinerary where you are able to have a guy take you around the island when you get there with a rum punch in your hand, you can actually do that as an excursion as well just for a day from your Antigua holiday. Sounds divine. How does Barbuda differ from Antigua then? It's a lot more flat. Barbuda is 62 square miles and Antigua is 108. So the first difference is the size. The second difference is the population. Antigua is 90,000. Barbuda is just over 1,000. So you can imagine it's like a Robin Crusoe version of Antigua. Barbuda depends on the fishing for their survival. So they ship a lot of like lobsters and prawns and mussels to Caribbean islands. So you may be having prawns in another Caribbean island. You came from Barbuda. Um, they do a lot of fishing. That's where they make the economy from, whereas Antigua's main economy is tourism. So they complement each other very, very well. And, you know, the differences are very, you know, professional. So it's not really like a situation where we're competing against each other. Still one government, still one people. We all have the same passports, whether we're from Barbuda or Antigua. Antiguans go to Barbuda to camp on the weekends. Barbudans come to Antigua to shop on the weekends. So it's a really nice combination of places to visit. So I know that the island is split into six different parishes. Can you explain what that means? The parish is almost like a major community. So it's like something I think they have inherited from the colonialism. So St. John's is the main parish for the city. So all the homes and villages in St. John's are near the city, St. John's Harbour, where you have the cruise ships come in, the duty-free shops, many stores and restaurants. On the south coast, you have St. Mary's which is very more mountainous. So that is an area where you have things like the rainforest and you have the fixed tree drive trails. And, you know, some fantastic hotels are located around there as well. And the nice thing about Antigua is that regardless of where you are, the beaches are always beautiful and able for people to swim. Um, you don't have a situation where you have the Caribbean side and the Atlantic side. You can just swim at any sea around the island. The parishes also have definite things such as religion. So you have significant denominations of churches, in various parishes, you know, like the Anglican Cathedral is in St. John's, where you can also go to another Pentecostal church in another parish um, in Antigua. So Antigua parishes are almost like a community. Each parish has its own school, each parish has its own branded supermarket, each parish sort of has its own identity, and it does create a really, really nice experience. And we do tours like the Jeep Safari Tour, which takes you through the parishes and give you a history about them um, on a day trip around Is Antigua good for families then, as well as couples and solos? Of course. I mean, I actually think that Antigua is very, very good for solos because it's such a small island and everybody's sort of related to somebody. So you always get that connection instantly when you go of that family feeling of being welcome to my home. You know, so you actually can navigate the island and feel completely safe. You can rent a car for a day or rent a car for the duration of your trip. And I said, you don't even need a road map. Just keep driving left. You just end up on a beach bar somewhere. And it's just (laughs) that feeling of safety and, you know, feeling warm welcome from the people of Antigua and Barbuda and just being able to do anything you want. 
there's no place that's more than 20 minutes drive so you can actually feel like you've done something and of course the honeymooners and the weddings do love us you know there's no residency requirements people coming out here to get married love that because you know antique is part of the commonwealth so your documentation and your marriage certificate is absolutely recognized back in britain and it just makes it all a lot simpler and again for the families as i mentioned about the beaches they're very sort of you know safe for kids and you can do activities like swimming the stingrays or in the rainforest lining, keep them busy and you know while you relax on the beach and enjoy your hotel so you mentioned hotels what standards or what types of accommodation is there available to stay at on antigua Antigua offers quite a mix. So I would recommend if somebody wants to go out and eat out in restaurants, English Harbour is a good hub. There's really fantastic good bed and breakfasts from your three-star to your five-star luxury, like South Point Antigua, where you can actually walk out for breakfast, lunch and dinner. I stayed there last year in Christmas and I was able to eat at a different restaurant and it's all cuisines. You have like Indian summer restaurant, your Italian restaurants, your Caribbean fusion, your pizzerias. You know, if you just want to have some jerk chicken from a street store, you can even have that right there. If someone looking a bit more all-inclusive, they can actually go to the Northwest Coast. We have resorts like the Sandals Antigua and Blue Waters Antigua. Again, that offers that sort of like four or five star sort of exclusivity very high end and you can have a good all-inclusive hotel and you can actually still go out to Antigua to explore the island. If people want self-catering, places like Nonsuch Bay on the East Coast, for example, that offers like luxury apartments so you can actually go to the supermarket, you want to cook your bacon and eggs in the morning, head to a beach bar for lunch and then come home and have dinner prepared. And if you're looking for like a private island retreat, you can go over to somewhere like Jumbi Bay Islands for that ultra-exclusive five-star experience. I say it's probably one of the only private islands in the world where you can be at in five minutes after an international flight. So from villas, self-catering, all-inclusives, to boutique hotels, to private island retreats, there is definitely something for everyone who's looking for an Antigua holiday. You mentioned about um, maybe hiring a car for the day. How yes. long would it take to drive around the whole perimeter of the island if somebody did hire a car? It depends on who you are. For me, it takes about 45 minutes. <laughs> For someone else, maybe an hour and a half. <laughs> it's 11 miles long, 14 miles wide, and you can literally just go right around the island on one road, so it can take you two hours. But you do it leisurely. You're not just driving. You stop, you have lunch, you go to the beach, you stop at the church, you see some sights. Some locals may be picking mangoes instead of the road. You can stop and grab some on your way around. So definitely, it's, I highly recommend it. I do it every time I come back home. Um, it's also very affordable. It's like 40 to $50 a day for a rental. And you have it for the full 24 hours. And you can see so much of Antigua when you do that. And, you know, just trekking to the local villages, you know, you'd be amazed how warm and welcoming people are. We're not a big population, we're not a mass tourism destination, and the whole island is open for tourists and the people who live here as well. So we've left lots of restaurants to choose from. You mentioned beach bars and, um, you know, more high dining restaurants types of things as well. Um, what times do the restaurants open until... 
at the moment, the restaurants are opening until 11 usually, and that's when they close up. But restaurants are open for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. So people can come up to Antigua and just enjoy for whatever they want. We also do fantastic brunches, so you can get food around the clock. So if you just want to come in the afternoon before sunset, you can go to somewhere like Shirox, where we do fantastic tapas and cocktails just before sunset, overlooking the beautiful sea. Or you can go somewhere down to English Harbour, which has like the colonial restaurants, and you can enjoy fantastic fine dining there in the evenings, live music entertainment in the bands, and it's just really a nice experience. I think about Antigua is that the restaurants and bars are all uniquely owned, so you're not going to find the big, big brands. Uh, we also very sort of like, you know, Mr. John bought this restaurant with his money. He learned how to make a trade back in the day. And it's now a big spot. You know, he does his local cuisine. His mom is in the kitchen. You know, his daughter's on the floor in the bar. And it's just a nice story. One of my favorite places is called Dennis Beach Bar. He's, he's on the Fry's Beach. And, you know, he, he learned to cook from his mom. And he does the local foods, you know, the curry goats, the oxtails, the rice and peas. And you can figure your fish and chips if you fancy. <laughs> <laughs> Joel, I remember that bar very well, that restaurant, because you took me there once yes. <laughs> on a, on a, with a group. And uh, I remember having the rum and raisin ice cream yes. as a dessert. And yes. it was very different to any other sort of rum and raisin ice cream I've ever had. <laughs> it literally was a blob of I- a vanilla ice cream, some rum and some raisins um, over the top scattered, and yes. then a huge dollop of rum just <laughs> over the top of it. It was delicious. It was absolutely yeah, delicious. I remember that bar very, very well. And the, yes, oh. it was really good. So so are there any other traditional dishes uh, that you would recommend that people try? Well, a local dish is called ducaner and sawfish. So that is like a mixed combination of things like sweet potatoes and coconuts and we normally eat it traditionally around Easter time, but if you're feeling homesick, like when I come home at Christmas, I ask my mom to make it for me. <laughs> and that is like a really nice delicacy. Some of the hotels do feature like in the breakfast menu. Just a nice sample. And that is very sort of like every Antiguan home have to do that at Easter for Easter Monday lunch. Um, we're very big on our seafood. The Barbuda spiny lobster I mentioned earlier, the Barbuda is big on their fishing. Um, that is like a major export to Antigua. We love our lobsters. They're very much like, you know, we do lobster chowder, lobster termidor, grilled lobster. We do it in all sorts of different ways. Um, and you just go to the market at 5am on a Saturday and you just see people just buying lobsters like crazy. It's amazing. Uh, it's all fresh from the sea. It's not frozen, you know, and it's seafood, anything from the sea, I would say, is a go in Antigua. It's 100% fresh and it's just been caught probably 15 minutes before you're ready to cook it for your meal. And all very different types of fish than with, that we can get yeah. in the UK. So what's, what's the average cost of dinner um, if you're not staying at an all-inclusive hotel, say something like a casual dinner restaurant? Yes, it's somewhere like a casual let me look at this one, Trappers. This is an English harbour. Um, and they do like a set menu. So, for example, all the starters, mains, and desserts are the same. So, whether you're having prawns or chicken, you're still paying the same cost. And that works at about 150 EC, which is about £35. And then on top of that, you have your wine and your own punch and stuff. So, I'll say rounded up with drinks, about £50, £50 per person um, for a nice, lovely dinner in a fantastic setting. And it's really a good restaurant, good portions as well. Mm. Very similar to the UK, I guess, for, for £50 a head. That's something that you would you would go out to dinner in a nice restaurant here, isn't it, as well? Yes. So in London or something. So, yeah. so does 
Antigua cater for special meals like vegans, halal, kosher. Many of our hotels and restaurants have adopted like vegan style and also from a cultural perspective, the Antigua denomination of religions is divided between the Rastafarian tribe and Christians. The Rastafarian tribes, they believe in only eating anything from the ground. So all sort of brown provisions, they don't eat meat. So that is also part of our culture in terms of the food that we're able to offer um, our customers in terms of people who want that sort of special veganism or into vegetarian or also want to just try local healthy foods um, that they can not have in the UK, for example. Um, regarding halal, um, a few hotels do, like Sandals Antigua. Uh, that would be more resort-based than in the local restaurants because it's not a popular uh, choice around the island in terms of locals are from that sort of denomination. But definitely anybody who's vegan, vegetarian, pescatarian, they can definitely find something to eat on Antigua around. That's good to know. So, and now I know you have your own rum distillery, but do you also brew your own beer? We do, the Wadadli beer. So the Wadadli beer is served nice and cold, and I like it because I bring back about six bottles with me back to the UK because I can't get it to Tesco's. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and Wadadli is actually the original name of Antigua. So before Antigua was discovered by Christopher Columbus, it was actually called Wadadli. And the bear today is called Wadadli. And that can be served in any way. You speak. Hotel minibars will have it, any restaurants, any bars. You know, one bear for five Caribbean dollars. So you can have a good, nice bucket of bears on Dickinson Bay relaxing, enjoying Antigua in the best way possible. What about tipping? Um, do, the, do you tip in the restaurants and the bars? Yes, it's, I mean, it's a cultural thing. So people do tip for good service. It's not required on a mandatory basis. Um, so if you have a fantastic time, yeah, we do recommend tipping. Um, and people always just like to show appreciation to the locals and the staff of look after them. Maybe the waitress has made a recommendation of a meal you should have on the menu or, you know, the bartender made your cocktails extra strong. <laughs> so you're very happy. <laughs> so so in Antigua, um, there's 365 beaches, one for every day of the year. Is there a beach in Antigua that's considered to be the best beach? Ooh, that's, that's a big debate that we all have. Even amongst my colleagues, it's like, ooh, which is your best? Which is my best? The uh, nice thing about Antigua is not only the fact that it has beautiful beaches, but we actually have 55 offshore islands. So these offshore islands forms a part of Antigua. So you can actually head out to these on a boat trip for a picnic or just to snorkel on the reefs around the island. So the beaches are not only concentrated on Antigua. So, for example, my best beach is a beach on Green Island, which is located on the northeast side of Antigua. It has a lovely coral at the front of it, so you can just head out and go diving and snorkel in there. And then come back to the beach for relaxation. On Antigua, Dickerson Bay is one of our most famous beach with sandals. Antigua is located. You also have some nice bars and restaurants there as well. Um, when you think of the Caribbean, palm trees, blue sea, white sands, that's what it is without being photoshopped. That's so true. Um, so what else can people see and experience that they can't in any other destination in the Caribbean? I would say the unique thing about Antigua is the ability to to see other islands. I mean, Monstrat uh, is located near Antigua. You can actually see Monstrat from Antigua. So you can do a helicopter tour that takes you over the caldera of the volcano that erupted in 1995. Um, it's really a unique experience. It lasts for about 45 minutes. Um, and it's very sort of like the adrenaline wow factor. Um, I always encourage people to do our 
walking tours. So this is something called Eat Lime. So Lime is a word that locals use for hangout. So let's go to Lime. I mean, let's go up to hang out for tonight. So Eaton Line basically is a walking tour that takes you to like the back streets and the back alleys and the cobbler streets in the city. And you try local food from different stores, like food tasting as well as on the way. But you actually get to see and you're off the beaten track. And it's highly recommended for anyone that's coming out here who wants to experience the real, the real country. Well, you know, Antigua offers everything, you know, the choice of beaches, you can just relax on one one day and do something else the other day. You don't have to repeat anything because there's so much choice. So Lime is like our, in the UK, out, out. Yes, definitely. <laughs> the, the tourist point, eat, eat, and, eat and Lime. That's good. Again, that's great to know. I didn't know that. So. <laughs> that's it. You can learn so much about Antigua, you know. Even, even though you have been, you still have there's still so much to learn about. Definitely. And I've been lucky that I've been to Antigua, I think, four or five times, and obviously with you once before. And every time I go, I try something new. I eat at a new restaurant or I stay at a different hotel. So, yeah, it's full of different experiences, even though it's all on the one island. Totally agree with you on that one. So what about the wildlife? for marine life um, in Antigua? So the Antigua wildlife scene is very sort of centred around tropical animals. So you see things like horses and cows around the, around the islands. But if you want something a bit more specific, if you go to Barbuda, <coughs> Barbuda is actually home of the largest collection of the frigate birds anywhere in the Western Hemisphere. And you can do a fantastic tour on the water taxi into the lagoon of the Barbuda Bird Sanctuary. People come all over the world, bird twitches, just to observe this magnificent experience. It's actually like, wow. There's like tens of thousands of them, male and female. The, they migrate as far as the Galapagos Islands, and it's really quite a good story um, behind that. We have a lot of places in Antigua who do a lot of charity work for like, you know, wild animals like donkeys and, you know, so to basically, you just protect the environment, keep them off the roads and don't cause accidents. Um, Antigua is sort of very big on sustainable tourism. You know, we're one of the first countries to ban the use of plastic bags and, you know, just to ensure that, you know, there's no rubbish in the sea that will affect our sea life and our turtles and around the reefs uh, or animals, whether in sea or on land, have a really good environment to survive in, just like us, we humans um, do on the islands as well. Is that part of the green initiative that's being developed in Antigua at the moment? Yes, very, very big in there. It's the first Caribbean island to launch a lot of things. So we have the Green Corridor. So the Green Corridor starts from St. John's and runs all the way down the south coast. And all businesses that operate on that corridor have to follow a certain set of protocols. They have to use solar energy, you know, just really no plastic bottles. And it's just really turning the island to be clean, sustainable, and just making sure that, you know, we, we come up not only as a tourist destination for people just come and enjoy the beaches, but also for people to really just, you know, respect the country and, you know, leave it in a good condition so more people can come again um, in the future and, and things remain as is. Um, in terms of the wildlife, I go back and say we're very strict on certain things. So, for example, I mentioned that we're very big on our lobsters, but there's a cut-off period where you're not allowed to catch lobsters, just allow them to grow. And this is regulated by the government and all the hotels and everybody's aware. Um, we also do turtle watching on the beaches. So the turtles come to the shores to hatch eggs. So if you stay in somewhere like at Galley Bay Hotel, 
You can observe this at certain times of the year. And all these are managed by the environmental awareness groups. So everything is coordinated just for safety and ensure you're protecting our wildlife. I'm big on shopping. It's one of my um, ways to relax when I'm away and on holiday. Um, you mentioned shopping. You mentioned a couple of shops. But whereabouts, is there a particular area for people to go to to do the shopping? Or is it all over the island? The boutiques are all over the island, so you can get local arts, local souvenirs, anywhere you go. But the main shopping area is in St. John's, because this is also where the cruise ships come in. So that's where the biggest trade is. So you get all your designer bags, your duty frees, your cigarettes, your rum. Um, you can also explore the city as well. You know, they also has the Antigua market as well. It has a craft market, a food market, and a fish market, all located within the same complex. So you can discover certain things and also just explore the city as well. So that actually makes a very good day trip just to get out to your hotel for a day, head down to Heritage and Redcliffe Keys. Those are the two main shopping areas for people looking to buy stuff in Antigua. What would be your top tip for somebody visiting Antigua and Barbuda? Ooh, my top tip, I would say don't limit yourself. So <clears throat> a lot of people go on holiday and sit on the beach. Antigua is very accessible. You know, anywhere you want to go to is 20 minutes or less. So come with an open mind and just go out and discover places. You know, you can even just stumble into a lovely beach bar one day. And, you know, I did that last weekend when I was here. And I ended up having three run punches and I was just driving past there. <laughs> just having a good old chat, you know, with the owner and his daughter. Um, and I think these... Memories make the best souvenir when you travel on holiday. And I think that's what Antigua has created. You know, we have over 60% repeat business of customers who come once and just come back again. And I think that is mainly the reason why they do it. Uh, but the island is absolutely beautiful. You know, one of the, if you want to experience like a really nice event, come out to the Antigua Race Week, the end of April. You don't have to be a sailor to participate in it. You know, the spectators view of it is fantastic. And you can just, you know, see Antigua in all its glory, 200 sailboats around the harbour. It's just beautiful. Sounds fantastic. I can't wait to come back um, soon, hopefully, very, very soon. Thanks for joining us today, Joel. I really appreciate you uh, sharing your knowledge and expertise on all things Antigua. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me and see you all there soon. For a free fact sheet on visiting Antigua with some great hints and tips, visit my website, travelcounsellors.co.uk forward slash may dot swan hyphen eastern and request by email and don't worry if that's a complicated web address i've included it in the show notes on this podcast so you can click from there next time on travels with may we head to estonia with my guest agnia nest so to ensure you don't miss it click follow on this podcast to make sure each episode arrives into your podcast app every fortnight and whilst you're there please leave a review the more positive ratings this show receives, the more people get to see and hear about these fantastic destinations. Thanks for listening. Until next time. <laughs>